Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wicked Anime is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds and otaku across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination and with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other wicked awesome geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. everybody welcome to the wicked anime podcast this is episode 70 and it is a small introduction today i am the stupid awesome analyst jonathan and with me is my bro the hard man with harder opinions andrew hello yeah it is just us today uh, everybody bummed out on us because they suck so we are just going to probably end up doing a small episode because there's not going to be a lot of input on certain things. Though we might have some pretty good input for you. Uh, as you know, when, or as before you may know, uh, when it's just Jonathan and I, we like to talk about things more industry-based, I suppose. Like last time we talked about animation when it was just Jonathan and I. Yeah. Uh, but today we're going to kind of push it down smaller a little bit. And we're just going to talk about children's shows in Japan. Yeah, that's one of, uh, something that we actually really like. Well, we, our children's shows in Japan are very different than the children's shows you get here. Even though we get some really cool children's shows here in the West, maybe we'll touch on those a little bit. Uh, but anyway, yeah, children's uh, programming in Japan is very different uh, than here in the States. So, but before that, we'll just go through the new stuff. Yeah. Well, I, actually, I mean, I was thinking you were saying that that you know children's shows. I mean, every show that's animated here in America is assumed to be a children's show, typically. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of a bad when you get Cartoon Network and and Nickelodeon, the only places that are showing cartoons. Everybody thinks it's for kids, and it's kind of like the same rap that that comic books get, and they still think it's for kids, but not, not all the time, you know, it's... <laughs> or not a lot of the time actually, but. Anyway, yeah. So, uh, yeah, let's start by ringing the news bell. News. And actually, in news, we don't have any media news that really, really grasps me. So, I, but however, I do have a lot of gaming news. I think it's because Otakon's going on this week. That, that is true. There's a lot of just announcements going on, things like that. I wish I was there. Yeah, I wish we were there. <laughs> I miss all of my friends who are at Otakon. Uh, first up in gaming news... <laughs> this has been sweeping my Facebook page all about uh, how bad Pixels is. The movie Pixels, new Adam Sandler film. That's kind of a media news. Uh, yeah, news it's, it's 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 a mix between media news and gaming news. But uh, yeah, the movie reviews for Pixels has been overwhelmingly negative. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Uh, I don't really plan on yeah, seeing it. Neither of us I, plan on seeing it. I thought that when. Uh, 
when the trailers were coming out, I was like, wow, this just doesn't look like it's going to end well for anybody at all. Yeah, I, the trailers were bad, so I was Really, gonna... really bad. Jokes weren't there. I mean, like, if they were showing the best stuff that they had in the trailers, then then it, it was already done for. I can't even imagine what it would be like to be someone like Adam Sandler or Kevin James and, like, just seeing these disgusting reviews show up, you yeah. know, of... Pour outpouring of all the hatred on your movie. Yeah. Or Peter Dinklage, who was like, yeah, I'll be a part of this project, and then suddenly, like, oh no, what have I done? However, that's not the reason why I pulled the news off of, uh, like, for this news piece, it's not the, the base reason for it. The reason why I'm bringing this up is because when they started promoting for it, they... Twitter blew up with um, Nintendo advertising it. Like, hey, you yeah. remember you remember these days of old? Hey, how about you check out Pixels? And everybody was like, how dare you? Yeah, there people was some, were like, this is not what Iwata wanted. Yeah, and it's like, you, like, people were legitimately saying to them, it's like, you t- passed up Wreck-It Ralph, but you were like, yeah, sure, Pixels. Passed oh, up, that's right. Passed up Disney to to keep Mario out of Wreck-It Ralph, but they say okay to every single classic property they had for an Adam Sandler flick. I mean, if you look at his track record in recent days, it's kind of an iffy subject. Yeah. Uh, Granted, Konami and, and um, Namco, Namco. Yeah. Are, are not excluded from that either. But even still, like, man, that's that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's bad. I still love you, Nintendo, though. <laughs> yeah, how could you how, how could you not love Nintendo? You yet? give me Fire Emblem. <laughs> yeah, you, uh, you, you mentioned before when they were saying that, like, Iwata would be rolling over in his grave over this. I wonder if he actually saw it. Do you think he actually saw a cut of... Maybe that's what killed him. Oh, no. Why would you say that? <laughs> okay, I'm moving on to the next piece because of that one. Thanks for that. Um, Man, that it's just the two of us, too. <laughs> I know, yeah. Uh, why isn't? are there more people to hear me say that dirty joke? <laughs> the horrible, horrible things. Uh, next up in gaming news, there was an announcement that... Uh, Del Toro and Kojima are not finished. Yeah. They are still planning on working on a game with each other. If I was them, I would be pissed. I'd be like, Konami, let's team up and show them yeah, what's Kon- what. Konami threw them to the side and they said, well, we're just going to take our Norman Reedus and go somewhere else. That's really big news. I mean... But they're, they said that they're definitely not working on Silent Hill anymore. That's where they're, fine. Where they're gonna work on something else together, which, with the track record of things like Kickstarter and Kickstarter, <laughs> you know, you get projects from the Mega Man creator like Mighty Number no. Nine and Red, Red Ash, Ash, and then you also get different adventure games and Armacrog and uh, Double Fine games. Pretty much studios that don't want to be controlled by somebody else and want to do whatever the heck they want. So they go make a Kickstarter campaign, and they're going to build something like a project that they wanted to build before. Yeah. So no Mega Man, you get Mighty Number no. Nine. No Silent Hills, you get. X- I don't know X Y Z horror game by Guillermo del Toro and Kojima. <laughs> Guillermo del Toro will release a game sometime. It's it's like it's like the curse of the Bambino with the Red Sox. 
they they will eventually win, and they did eventually win a World Series. So it is going to happen. Twice. It is going to happen for Del Toro. Okay, so after that, we have um, the announcement. Pokin, the people who created Tekken, uh, Namco Bandai, they are creating a Pokemon Tekken crossover. Not a crossover, but it's it's yeah. Pokemon. It's Tekken with a Pokemon skin. Yeah, but uh, they're not creating it. It's already created. The news is is that it's coming here to the United States. Right. And At Dave and Buster's. Yes. If you have a Dave and Buster's in the United States near you, they are going to be setting up tournaments of Pokin and Tekken Seven. I heard. What? Yeah. Oh, it. Yeah, we got to go to Dave and Buster's and hog that machine. I would never leave. Yeah, uh, we have a we have a Dave and Buster's literally five minutes down the street from yeah, us in our hometown. Yeah. here from where we're recording, we could walk there. So if we have if we get Pokin or if we have Tekken. I will be there every weekend if they have Tekken Seven. Yeah, you will find us. You will find us at our local Dave and Buster's. You should see the seriousness on my face right now. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna go play that Tekken machine and nobody will touch me. It's I will, I will, I will hog that machine and I will take any challenger that comes to me. Yeah, it's pretty intense, but not like camping. All right, that's all I had for gaming news. Do you have anything, Andrew? Nope. Okay. So that means that it is time to move on to some strange news. What? Weird. And uh, for strange news, it's actually not the worst thing that we've ever had. Unfortunately, it's kind of skimpy, skimping on the on the stuff this week. However, it is rather funny. I was hoping that it would actually be skimpy, but whatever. <laughs> what you said, skimpy? Yeah, it's yeah, scantily clad. Yeah. Mm. So, <laughs> so we uh, have this new ad for anti piracy in Japan. That has been oh? being posted around. Yeah, I don't know about this. They're they're closing down on anti piracy ads, and it's because there have been certain mediums like manga and anime that have been been being pirated in Japan. <laughs> oh, weird. <laughs> so so what do you what do you use to get the message across to people to to not do pirate things to not anti pirate? Well, you use a really popular medium like One Piece. The manga about pirates. <laughs> to say, hey, no pirating. The, really? The ad that they released is a uh, is is a ad of Luffy holding his hand out, going, "Wait, stop before you pirate that media." So yeah, I'll put that that article in the description to show you guys because it's it's pretty funny. Like like just just the whole irony of the whole thing is is pretty funny. I mean, you use the no- number one selling comic in the world. It's probably also the number one most pirated comic in the world. Yeah. So you use you use that media, but it's about pirates. How do you get rid of it? And that's as strange as it gets. All right. It's so, a short one. Yeah, isn't it? It's it's uh and with the end of that, it is time to move on to our finish of the week. There's nobody to complain about. Nope. Why so long? Uh, I, why? Well, it doesn't make any sense. It's just a bunch of noises. Okay. So for this fetish of the week, there was it's it's. There's been a couple things that have taken the internet by storm. We actually found this 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 photo set of katana girls, girls in, in who are wearing classic 
Jap- Japanese garb with katanas. It was uh, called Katana Girls, and they were they you know swinging around swords. But that one wasn't like the the best one that I found. The best one that I found, which was taking the internet by storm this week, was this photo set of this Japanese bodybuilder who was wearing a Magikarp mask. And he was doing all these sexy Magikarp poses in a pool of water, and he was wearing a Speedo. Not really my thing, of course, but, oh, you couldn't pass it up. It was so funny just to, like, see. There it is, that one right there. Do you all remember that that meme that came up on the internet, Bro, Do You Even Splash? It was a, a, a muscle man Magikarp. Where, bro, do you even splash? Well, this guy made that a reality, and there's a whole photo set of of his bodybuilding workout, and he's in a pool, and he's just doing sexy poses in this Magikarp mask, and it's it's really funny. Huh. I'm gonna put it, put some links in the description. There's just gonna be a lot of links in the description in this episode because there's no one to bounce ideas off of. Now is Japan's fetish of the week. <laughs> Okay, so uh, let's uh, let's talk about what we're watching. Sure. Uh, now, this what we've been watching is most of the new season stuff, and we've reached that three episode limit of of what we've been watching. So we're able to talk about some stuff. There's also some things that were talked about last week that we hadn't seen, and now we've seen them, so we can talk about them now. Sarah, 42 Believer, said that uh, she watched Prison School, and due to her secondhand embarrassment, she could only watch half of an episode. Well, I'm most certainly here to say, and I think Andrew would agree with me, that I think it's one of the funniest shows out this season. Yeah, it, uh, they do some really interesting artistic choices in it, and it's, it makes it so hilarious. It reminds me of, like, an Ego Raptor cartoon at times. I, I got no secondhand embarrassment out of it. I only it was just funny. hysterically. It, it was, was just, it was so funny. Yeah, Prison School is a winner this season. Absolutely. If not just for the, the artistic drawing, you know? Yeah, the art style is really weird. Um, it's totally weird. It's, it's, it's unlike anything that I've ever seen before. No, I've seen it before, but I don't remember where. I mean, um, the only thing I can compare it to is, like, the weirdness, the Super D weirdness of Fooly Cooly. But it's not even, but, like, when it's not in Super D art, it's kind of rolling over to this half-anime, half-realistic Japanese yeah. style. It makes the Super D even weirder. Like, everything is just weird about the show, but it makes it so funny. And, honestly, like, the second whole secondhand embarrassment thing, I don't get any of that. It's just, it's just funny. I just laughed at it the whole time. It's great. Yeah. And it, it's, it's, it's really, filthy. Yeah, it's really filthy. It's but, super um, filthy. But it's supposed to be, is the thing. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, like, you can't take it seriously and be like, oh, this offends me. If yeah, it offends- it's, it's very different than Shimonetta, where Shimonetta, I really don't get. Like, I, I'm still watching Shimonetta. You watched, you stopped after one episode. Yeah, it was but terrible. But I'm still watching it, and I don't get it. Like, I just, I, I don't understand why the show exists. I don't know what the message is supposed to be. I don't know where it's coming from, from a point of view of of a viewer or the creator. It's just weird. Um, It's funny here and there, but mostly overall, it's just meh. You know, I really don't have an opinion one way or the other of it, uh, but I'm still watching it for some reason. Yeah, you're also watching Alhora Machine Gun. I am. 
And it's real. I really like it. This is the one that Victoria said she wanted to watch. She said it was going to be like the Hunger Games meets. Uh, That's what the description said because it was on high school. Because it was all about you know the deadly game with no death. But um, what it really is about is pretty uh, boys playing airsoft. Airsoft, yes. <laughs> um, and that makes it great. It's really funny. Um, I I think the show is really funny. Um, I thought the first episode was okay. I'm not really into it, though. Yeah, and so the main character is a girl, but everybody thinks she's a boy, um, except for her best friend, uh, and it's all because, you know, she looks like a boy. Yeah. And and she's just, like, she's super offended by it, uh, but she doesn't tell anybody because um, when he, when she joins this dude's airsoft team, his rule is no boys. No girls. Uh, right, no girls. But he's the one that recruits her. And she and and she has to repay a debt back to a host club. Does this sound familiar? <laughs> Someone who looks like a boy who has to repay a debt to a host club. Um, but this one includes guns. Uh, yeah, this one's actually not a shojo. This is considered a shonen. Yeah, uh, and it's I don't know. I just it's not the funniest thing I've ever seen, but I really like the concept. I really like the concept of the show. I think it's really cool. I really like that main character, even though she's weird. She re- refers to herself in the third person. Uh, all the time, isn't that isn't that a speaking style in Japan? I don't know. This one sounds different. Like this, it, when when she speaks, it well, sounds she, okay. She speaks like a tokusatsu character. Exactly. Yeah, she's... she wants to be a superhero. Yeah, she wants to be a hero, um, and so which she... is also why everybody thinks she's a boy is because she can beat all the boys up, uh, which is kind of sexist, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> that's fine. Thanks, Japan. Uh, they yeah they they use. They make her like talk like a superhero, like she's a tokusatsu character. Yeah, and that's why the, her speech patterns sound weird. But I really like the show; it's cool. Uh, airsoft, airsoft, cool. I, I mean, Jonathan and I were really, really into paintball at the time, so it reminds me a lot of paintball. Yeah, but I'd rather be playing it than watching it. Yeah, and the uh, the, ed- the you know the little enemy characters that they throw in are really funny and really cool. Uh, you know, if you, make- like, if you like shonen sports animes, then you'll probably like it. Yeah. So anyway, she has to repay back the debt to this guy um, by playing on his airsoft team, and but he has no girl a no girls rule for his airsoft team. It's probably going to come in, turn into some romantic thing. We'll find out because uh, there's this other guy on the team that doesn't like her, but then ends up like just watch it. It's cool. <laughs> Check it out. Cool. Uh, anything else that we were watching? Yeah, let's talk about something that didn't come out this season. I watched Geo Breeders. Geo Breeders. Geo Breeders is an oh anime. yeah. So right, that, that was an anime from the late '80s, early '90s. Was it really? I think yeah. it would be. I think it was more early '90s. Yeah, it was because um, it, it has that outlaw star feel to it. Yeah. Uh, if you guys aren't familiar with Geo Breeders, it's it started out as a manga, but it got a, a short anime adaption. Uh, you know, back when anime was just a couple episodes a season. Yeah. Man, uh, this is going way back. We, we, <laughs> yeah. Jonathan and I used to get the uh, anime network on Comcast for free, uh, and so we would watch it on demand, and the first time we saw GeoBreeders was on the anime network on demand, and it was awesome, and so I was just like, huh, what about that anime? So I re I re-got it, I re-researched it, I mean, you can't get it on DVD anymore, it's like impossible to find, I want it on DVD, uh, and so, but I got my, uh, a hold of... Uh, this first series of Geo Breeders, and then the second series, which is Geo Breeders Breakthrough. So it's about this team of paranormal investigators. It's a full all 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 girls team, and then one guy. And 
all the girls seem to be in love with him in some form or another, more or less, you know, like more so, more some more than others. But all they do is torture him. Like they send him on the on the odd jobs and they send him on the do the grunt work, um, and they just push him around. Uh, it's really funny. It's that classic anime that I miss to death. So Geo Breeders is great. Yeah, it's like in the same animation quality as Slayers. Like I said, Outlaw Star. Slayers, Outlaw Star. Uh, Gunsmith Cat. Mm, oh, Gunsmith Cats was great. I love Gunsmith. What was that? Ruin Warriors. Yeah, Ruin Explorers. Ruin Explorers. Ruin Explorers was my favorite. Oh, geez, that was out of like all those classic animes that I got a hold of. Ugh. <laughs> so that's for what we're watching. So next up, uh, we actually have a toy shelf for you. Uh, this one came from our wicked fan Gerardo, uh, who saw something posted from, I believe it was, uh, Comic-Con. So San Diego Comic-Con happened recently, uh, from this recording, uh, now, now it's, you know, weeks ago, uh, but they had a bunch of, you know, upcoming figurines. So one of the figurines that popped up was a Legend of Korra figurine and it was, uh, Lin Beifong. And it looks gorgeous. Like, okay, here's my problem with Lin Beifong. Mm-hmm. She is a character who she she's the daughter of Toph, right. who was arguably the best character in the original Avatar series, The Last Airbender. Right. And so you you look at Lin Beifong and or you hear about Lin Beifong in the first season of of Legend of Korra, and you're like, cool. There's a Toph character in this series, and then you see her, and she's like a sixty year old woman. And you're like, oh, that's not cool. I'm not old. I can't relate to her. You know, yeah. the only thing that she has going for her, she's a daughter of Lin Bei Fong. And, right. I mean, she's just not really... She, I didn't really like her. She was kind of an anti-Korra. She, she yeah. wasn't a fan of the Avatar being around. She thought that Korra was really arrogant, which she was. Yeah. You know, and, and I didn't really feel... I didn't feel connected to Lin Bei Fong. Well, I can't relate to it at all because I haven't even seen Korra. Yeah. Um, and but uh, all I know is that the figurine looks good. Yeah. Here's the thing about this figure. She, okay, in the series, she actually has gray hair, old woman gray hair. This figure looks like she's younger. Yeah. It looks like that it's a younger version of her. I have only seen the first season of Legend Core and a little bit of the beginning of season two, and then I dropped it for a little while because I was like meh. And. So I wonder if I, I don't know if is there something like a, a flashback where you see young Lin Bei Fong? It's, it's a possibility. I full heartedly plan on picking the series back up because the entire thing is on Amazon Prime. Oh yes, okay. So I'll, I'll probably pick it back up eventually. We got a new PS4, so we'll be able okay. to watch it now. More on that later. And that's Toy Shelf. That's it for Toy Shelf. Hey, you know what? Sweet and simple and yeah, short. That's it always perfect. is. Thank you, Gerardo. Yeah. Okay, so I said good point to move on to a Tapagachi, maybe? Sure, uh, we can talk about our Tapagachi, and uh, today's Tapagachi, as we mentioned before, is children's programming. Let's start with uh, talking about a little bit of children's programming here in the West. Now, we're talking children's pro- programming uh, as in early age. Like, uh, so uh, early age, we have learning programs, then we have, uh, you know, older, older early age, like elementary school students... Uh, we started a lot of children, d- different anime like children's programming here in the West when we were in middle school. I, I, I would say, yeah, oh no, no, we were in we were in elementary school when Pokemon when Pokemon came out. We were in the fourth grade. We were like what eight years old, something like that. Yeah, wow. 
All right. Um, I feel old. So, uh, I know it's really weird to think about. It's almost 20 years old. So No, it did happen. Yeah, yeah. 20, 20th anniversary of Pokemon happened this year. Anyway, so we have really, really great uh, children's programming now here in the United States. Uh, yeah. Like, the kids are watching really good educational programming. Like, uh, And it's, surprisingly, it all comes from Canada. Uh, things like Bubble Guppies... Uh, Paw Patrol. I think Paw Patrol is can- uh, Canadian. I'm not really sure. I'm. J- I just know that really, really young age children's programming. Some of them I prefer to watch. We have a little brother. He's four years old. Yeah, uh, uh, he's twenty years younger than we are. Yeah. How about that? Uh, and uh, <laughs> so we end up watching a lot of Nick Jr. shows, and I have to say that they are far better than any of the ones that we had when we were growing up. Yeah, Dora the Explorer is still crap. Yeah, um, besides the Busy World of Richard Scary, nothing will be yeah, better than Busy that. World of Richard Scary was <laughs> awesome. But we also had shows like uh, Franklin and uh, Little Bear. Barf. Uh, uh, Arthur was pretty cool. Yeah, Arthur was pretty good, wasn't it? Yeah. Blue's Clues was pretty good, too. Uh, Blue's Clues is good, yeah. Like, now it's better. Oh, you know what was the best one? Bear in the Big Blue House. That was weird. Yeah, that was like a, that was a Jim Henson puppetry yeah. show, and like everything was like super goofy. Uh, Bear in the Big Blue, Big Blue House was pretty funny. Um, anyway, we had a lot of children's programming. Uh, you know, but that Bear in the Big Blue House isn't a cartoon. Correct. We're yeah, talking about right, cartoons yeah, yeah. and animation. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so, but today, you know, yeah, there's Bubble Guppies, which is awesome. It's really funny. It related. They essentially what they're doing is they're targeting more so that the adults who are watching it with their children can enjoy it as well. It's not mindless entertainment. Which, Something like like Teletubbies was. Like, yeah, oh, and uh, well, and even Dora the Explorer. Dora, Dora the Explorer was educational, but it was just so awful. It's so unbearable. Like it's embarrassingly bad. Uh, at, like animation quality, voice acting quality. Story quality. Well, you it's, can't really say anything about the voice acting because the, I, I understand what they were doing there. They talk slow and you know they with emphasis so that the little children will be able to get on board and follow everything that she's saying. You know, so yeah, the intensity of a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure character, <laughs> but but at fifty fifty percent the speed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, oh my god. <laughs> Basically, we have the really cool programming now, but what really cool programming is going on in Japan for children? Well, of course, we had Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, Pokemon has always been considered a children's show. Um, actually, any kind of dual show is really a children's program. Yu-Gi-Oh. Even though Yu-Gi-Oh was more for older kids. It was it was for older kids, so it they, was still they chil- could buy the cards. Yeah, it was still children's programming, but it was for an older audience. Uh, Pokemon was definitely for a younger audience. Yeah. Uh, but a children's duel show that I like, and I've talked about on the show multiple times, is Bakugan. Oh, yeah. Bakugan was also, uh, I would say that the target audience for Bakugan, especially because it's, um, here in the United States, uh, you got anywhere who, between probably seven and ten years old. Yeah. That's the target audience for Bakugan. Uh, and, um, it's the same production, here, uh, here. It comes out in America before it comes out in Japan, right? It did, yeah. Uh, the second season of, of Bakugan came out here first, and that is bizarre. Uh, it and probably made more money here. It I, did make, it made way more money All the here. kids wanted to buy the Bakugans. Yeah, and, uh, and so I watched... Here's, all the Bakugans. No, here's the story. <laughs> so I used to get up really early for work, and so I would, you know, watch a half hour of TV in the morning. 
Um, actually, I still get up really early for work, but uh, this was when I was living in Florida. <laughs> this is when he had a good job. <laughs> yeah, this is when I had a good job. I would wake up, watch a half hour TV, and it happened to be Bakugan. Actually, no, before that was Beyblade, and we'll talk about that later too. Yeah, we probably um, will. <laughs> uh, so Beyblade was on first, but I, I was I only watched sat through Beyblade to watch Bakugan. Bakugan would come on, and I would love it. Except the first season, I didn't love as much. But I watched it, and I kind of got the whole story, and I was like, huh, okay. And then season two came out, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> this is great. I don't know, yeah, New Vestroya. Uh They released the first season of Bakugan on DVD here, uh, and I have a couple of those DVDs. And the New Vestroya never came out on DVD. How does that make any sense? I, it was awful, because um, I yeah. really wanted it. You know what it reminds me of? Because I remember this when I was, when we were little. We loved the Mega Man show. Remember when Mega yeah. Man was it? We loved, uh, completely obsessed with it. And I remember saying, like, oh, it's got to come out on DVD eventually. And it never has. Ne- gotta, well, it probably has it, now. It will but, be. But yeah. back when, but back when we were little kids, it never came. I out think. On Dis- I think Discotech Media might have gotten a hold of that. Super fighting robot. Mega Man. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so uh, so New Destroya never came out on DVD, and like this is me as a, as an adult, like a grown adult. I'm I'm working. I am legitimately upset that New Destroya never came out on DVD because I was prepared to buy it. I wanted it, and uh, it had the English voice acting was like the same. It was like they improved a little bit from the first season, but it also had the voice actress of Mira in that series was uh, the voice actress of Claire Redfield from Resident Evil. So she was probably the only one who sounded good. Uh, yeah, she was the best, definitely. Um, and uh, but the thing that I, I found is that it was a Canadian production. It was a Canadian production for Bak- Bakugan to be an English dub. Um, and she is Canadian, so oh. that's where like they they picked up her, and she had that kind of um, uh, reach for that studio, which was really cool. Uh, and the ca- the characters were so great in in uh, New Vestroya, because then the third season of Bakugan came out, and they got rid of characters, like important characters, characters that were really important to the series. They just it was like I don't know where they are. They're gone. They they're not. I mean, and like the main character was dating one of them, and and now she's gone. I don't know where they went. Like where the heck? Where where's Runo? Like why isn't Runo here? The Japanese cut of it was really cool, though. I, I watched, I looked it up, I looked some of, up some of the Japanese cuts of Bakugan, and it's really good. Uh, but it's just weird that the English dub came out first. Can so we, that, that's my that's my spiel on Bakugan. Can we talk about Pokemon for a little bit? New Vestroya needs to come out. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about Pokemon for a little bit because sure. it's really important to a lot of people who have grown up with it. And I, I have people who I work with at work who still buy the Pokemon games and everything like that. Yeah, me. Well, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, people who I would never expect. To. Really? Yeah. My experience, uh, experience with Pokemon is, at least the games, you know, we, we bought red and blue. I had blue, you had red. And, and That's the benefit of being twins. You get, you get both sides of the Pokemon games. Except for Fire Emblem. I will be buying both copies of Fire Emblem on my own and playing both of them. Yeah. Anyway, I didn't play another Pokemon game until X. So I got X, you got Y. But that has nothing to do with the TV show. Uh, TV show uh, started when we were in elementary school. And uh, it was because we used to watch uh, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters Extreme. Uh, on, on de- on, <laughs> oh, yeah. On, uh, on WB. Wow. So uh, WB Kids was on after school. 
Um, it was after school programming, and we watched WB Kids. Uh, Ghostbusters Extreme was on, and one day Ghostbusters Extreme was not on, and we were like, "What? What is this?" And then it's because it, it was Pokemon. Yeah. So Pokemon took Ghostbusters Extreme, uh, Ghostbusters Extreme's uh, time slot, and we were like, "This is stupid! I want to watch Ghostbusters Extreme!" So we watched Pokemon anyway. <laughs> and um, and po- about that. yeah, uh, and Pokemon. W- after we watched it, we were like, "Whoa!" Well, I yeah, guess so. I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, we were still kind of disappointed about it, like that Pokemon was on. Uh, and but we just kept watching it because that was our thing that we did after school. We just kept watching that time slot, and we got really into Pokemon. Yeah, like really into Pokemon. And then we found out we went to school the next day that everybody was getting really into Pokemon. Yeah, everybody missed their Ghostbusters Extreme. <laughs> yeah. So um, and it was really kind of surreal how this whole Pokemon thing kind of picked up. Uh, we I had no idea that everybody was watching. Pokemon or WB Kids after school, um, after school, uh, until you know we grew up a little bit more and we found out. Oh, hey, we all watch the same TV programs. You know, like our friend uh, Katrina and our friend Ryan. Like everybody would watch cartoons. That was just not a thing we didn't know. You know, we we were young. We didn't know how that we connected in that sort of way. We were still in this little little shell of adolescence where we were the only people in our universe. Yeah, plus our parents. Yeah, mom and dad and and family. And then um. Pokemon exploded. It was really great. Uh, and as far as that goes in in Japan, I'm pretty sure it's still really big because, uh, you know, they have Pokemon centers everywhere and anyone from little children to grown adults go to these Pokemon centers and pick up See, that's all just their it. favorite Pokemon. I think that J- Japan coined that first where they were able to recognize that both kids and adults are watching TV at the same time. Yes. So they knew early on what they needed to do to draw in both audiences. Yeah. And I think that that was really successful because, I mean, Pokemon is a a testament to this all across the board. Actually, um, I would watch Bakugan on YouTube because I couldn't find it on TV anymore. In the comments for Bakugan uh, were adults essentially saying, I love watching this with my kids. Like, I think I'm more of a fan of Bakugan than than my kids are. That's really interesting. Yeah. And uh, so Japan has has got that formula down where they can make a TV show for adults and kids that's really interesting, really appealing, and aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. Um, that's got to be a hard task because you got to make it simple enough for kids, but you also got to make it put things in there that only adults will understand. Yeah. <laughs> and that kids won't ask questions. Well, it's, yeah. Well, it's really interesting because they don't really put uh, the same kind of educational stuff in. Like, we... Right, like, all when, of our all of our young viewership shows are all educational. Yeah, so when you make a TV show for children here in the United States, it is a requirement of what they are learning. Yep, that is a requirement on, in TV land, here. which isn't a bad thing. I mean, if, if you look at watch Nick Jr., which shows are really good, it tells you before the show on Nick Jr. where it says like this is what they're gonna learn, and uh, but but after that, but in Japan, they don't necessarily have to learn anything other than friendship. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so next up, which kind of uh, we're going to touch on that now, is uh, that ever wonderful show, ever famous show called Doraemon. Oh, it exploded across the world. It really did, and and that was an old TV show, a very old children's TV show in Japan, and it, it didn't really make its way over here until much later. Uh, but they revamped the series, and now it has like professional voice actors and. 
um, and really high production quality, and it's cool. It's on Disney XD now. Uh, the, there's a there's anime on Disney XD. It's crazy. The same channel with the star in the Force of Evil, Gravity Falls, and uh, actually even Power Rangers now. Yeah, there's Power Rangers here and there on, on Disney XD, which is pretty cool. Doraemon, I would kind of imagine if you compare it to a uh, Peabody and Mr. Sherman, Sherman and Mr. Peabody, is that Peabody, Mr. Peabody and Mr. Sherman? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> Sherman and Mr. Peabody. It kind of it's it's really in line with those old uh, J Ward production cartoons. You know, Dudley Do Right, Peabody and Mr. Sherman. Uh, <laughs> the Peabody and Mr. Sherman. Sherman and Mr. Peabody. <laughs> uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle. Rocky and Bullwinkle. All those kinds of things. Uh, and uh, that's really that age uh, that that came from. And even to the point where with um, Peabody and Mr. Sherman. Oh my gosh. Sherman and Mr. Peabody. <laughs> yes. Uh, Sherman and Mr. Peabody. Uh, where they made a CG movie of it. They also made a Doraemon CG movie. Yeah. Uh, which right. I don't know if that came out yet. Um, but if it if it is coming out, I want to see it. Which, by the way, you guys should see Sherman and Mr. Peabody because it's it's really good. Bits and pieces of it. I thought it was okay. I thought it was really good. I really liked it. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, it was better than... Uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle. Rocky and Bullwinkle was an awful movie. However, it was not better than Dudley Do Right. Than Dudley Do Right. <laughs> Dudley Do Right was the best uh, live action J Ward movie to come yes. out. Yes. <laughs> Reprodu- reproduction of J Ward movies. Um, oh, uh, George of the Jungle. Yeah, same thing, one. right? Yeah. Speaking of kids' cartoons, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Doraemon, touch on that educational. Ver, uh, side of things, uh, even though not every episode is really educational. No, the episodes that we saw on Disney XD were, or at least the ones that I have seen on Disney XD, weren't educational. Always, there was one about friendship. It was just about friendship. That's it. Um, oh, and for those of you who aren't really familiar with Doraemon, Doraemon is uh, about young elementary school kids or middle school kids. I forget. Uh, and I time think, traveling robot. Yeah, cat. time tra- traveling robot cat. And uh, <laughs> what he, he lives with one of the kids, and then he, they go on these weird adventures, and really weird stuff happens uh, all every episode. But it's really cute, and uh, and it's really fun for children. I like the characters. The characters yeah, I really, really cool. like the characters. I think it's I think it's neat. I, th- I think I like- hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I like the kid characters more than I like Doraemon in, mm. in the series. Like they're they're a lot more entertaining to watch than Doraemon is. One of the things that I also want to kind of touch on is uh, is seeing that J- uh, Japan has such a weird demographic for like what is considered to be a children's show. We should also kind of touch on the fact that did you did you know? I mean, you're the one that told me, but the audience uh, did you guys know 
that Doctor Who is considered a children's show. Yeah, in right. Britain. Yeah, in, in the UK, Doctor Who was it was originally concept as as a children's show, and it was educational. And the Doctor would go to these certain places, and they would they would learn things like about physics and whatnot, I guess. And and then they found out that all family alike was watching Doctor Who, and they were like, "This is amazing!" And then they decided to turn to a sci-fi fantasy show, which is really cool. Uh, but which still to this day Doctor Who is considered a children's show because of how it originally started yeah in the UK it is yeah exactly in the UK it is but here it's like this huge following for which is an interesting point because if you think about shows like Samurai Pizza Cats yep let's talk about that for a second there okay I don't know if that was supposed to be originally a kids show in Japan however it was most certainly a kids show when it came over here into America because they completely redubbed it they scrapped the whole script for the uh, Japanese version of it because even Japan was like you know what just take it away from us do whatever we want it's a mess and then we actually ended up when they took Samurai Pizza Cats they actually ended up making a semi-cohesive show is that really a thing? yeah that's true oh yeah absolutely because the show was such a mess in Japan they were like this makes no sense I have no idea what's going on and then when they gave the licensing to America, they completely re-edited it, and Japan was like, well, you actually made a good show. Are you serious? I think so. That's, I, the, that's the story that I've heard. If anybody knows anything different, let me know, because yeah. that's the story that I heard. That's amazing if that's true. Yeah. And anyways, Samurai Pizza Cats over here in America was a children's show. Or at least it, it was. It, I think it was in the same respect that it was on WB Kids, and or yeah. or maybe or maybe USA. Like, it, it aired after Mega Man, not not after like as in time schedule, but like after Mega Man stopped airing, they we started watching Samurai Pizza. Yeah, Kids. because all the characters looked like Mega Man characters, just cats, yeah, which is really odd to think about. You know, because I mean, when you're that young, you don't know what a samurai is. Like, yeah, what that, what that, I mean, it was just called Pizza Cats. Was it? Yeah, I'm huh. pretty sure it was called Pizza Cats. You have that kind of weird stuff going on. It reminded me of the same, in the same respect that, you know how we had like street sharks and stuff like that when we were kids? Oh, jeez. Biker Mice from Mars. That was awesome, okay? It was in the same respect as those shows, I feel like. Just the Japanese version of them. Yeah. Uh, well, and then there's like SWAT cats too. Yeah. SWAT. Well, okay, that's that's a completely different level altogether. You think so? Because it's still Hanna Barbera. Well, yeah, it's still Hanna Barbera. We but, watched that as children, but I'm I'm saying that that is on a whole different level. We're not comparing that to Street Sharks and Biker Mice from Mars. Like, come on, let's be honest. Now. Oh, 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 I I, I know. What you're, okay, yeah. You have to also consider shows like One Piece. Like, is that a children's show? It's it's kind of like an everybody show, right? But um, uh, but you have uh the whole thing. When it came here... We're going into dark territory here. Yes, we are. We're talking about four kids, aren't we? Yeah, and which does not exist anymore. One Piece is, you know, as we know, we, we actually even talked about this earlier in the show. The most famous manga slash anime ever. Don't pirate kids. Of all times. And uh, for good reason. It's really great. If you think about it, uh, when it came here to America first, it was... Uh, licensed to children and you know four kids got a handle of it and they switched out the guns they switched out the cigarettes they got rid of cursing they got rid of everything how do they do that that's amazing but in Japan that's not that big of a deal Uh, in children's programming there's like slight cursing still they're, they're not cursing, but bad language. Yeah, they well, they, they used phrases. I actually learned this from a J-List update. You know, J-List, Peter Payne, he writes a blog for Americans on Japanese culture, which is amazing. You should totally read it. They use the word kiso. Kiso. 
in in Japan, which is basically the generic curse word. It depends on what kind of infliction they say. Like some people say "damn it," some people say "get," you know. So like it it depends on on who says it and when they say it and how they say it. But they use that in children's programming, and nobody cares. Yeah, and uh, and so so if you think about it, things like. Uh, you like Sanji smoking cigarettes or people using swords and guns is really not that big of a deal. Yeah, no, it's not. Uh, so, uh, and, but here in America, it's like, whoa, exposing children to cigarettes and guns. I Which mean, is really interesting because back in the day we had like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, well, Which there were swords and guns and or yeah, yeah, there were swords and guns in that. There were laser guns and everything. Though. Everything was laser. No, no, no. Everything is a laser gun in children's shows. You cannot shoot real bullets. Right. Uh, but, yeah, like, so bullets is a huge no here but in the United States. That's right. a, but that's a weird thing, though, because they still use, like, swords and stuff. Because if you think about it, they have, you know, um... The, it's like, really mixed messaging. Yeah, so. kids kids want to, like, they have toys that are, like, knights. And, well, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you know? Yeah. So they have swords all the time. But, uh, but regardless... Legos have guns! But regardless, it's it's a cultural thing. So, like, here in uh, the United States, you know, if you expose children to guns and cigarettes, it's just like, oh, like, Detroit! Like, let's go <laughs> shoot people! Um, uh, and then, Jeez. Uh, so, so that's like a no-no. But in Japan, like, there's two gun-related homicides a year. So guns are not that big of a deal to show to children. But uh, but either way, uh, yeah, it's it's really weird. Uh, so what you show to kids in Japan is completely different than what you can show to kids here in uh, in the United States. What I watched, uh, it's actually very recent that actually sparked this whole topic to begin with. It's actually a good topic for just Andrew and I to be talking about because we're the only ones who really focus on saying, like, yeah, I watch children's Japanese TV programming. Uh, is like uh, recently I'm watching Tribe Cool Crew. I've talked about this before on the podcast, and it's amazing. It's a street dancing show, and it's for kids. But I mean, the characters are amazing. T- Jonathan found his his children's TV show. Yeah, it is. It totally is. But I mean, even if you think about it too, I- I've also been watching sports shojo animes like I Shield Twenty One. Is that a shojo? No, it's shonen. <laughs> wow, I say shojo. Yeah, no, it's it's a shonen sports anime. I mean, I Shield Twenty One. I. I, I love that show. That's probably a kid's show too. Uh maybe. No, I really do. I think it is. I mean, like for older audience, maybe. Maybe yeah. for a little o- older audience, yeah, because all the kids are in high school. But I mean, I, I don't see any problem with any little kids watching it either. Mm-hmm. Learn about football, which uh, brings us to Beyblade. Yeah, uh, they. <laughs> this is in the same respect as Samurai Pizza Cats, or or even the Four Kids thing, where like you take something and you bring it over and you change it up. Ba- yeah, kinda. Beyblades, I guess, didn't really change it up. Yeah, um, so... It's, okay, this We is, have a lot of different... Uh, well, I mean, there are a lot of different cuts of Beyblade anyway. Uh, a lot of different seasons, I should say. And uh, the one that I watched that was on before Bakugan Metal and, and Pokemon was Metal Fusion. That was terrible. Uh, but I watched it. But I watched it because it was terrible. So here's the thing, though. It's a really bad show to begin with. If it was translated correctly, when we got it over from Japan, is the show really that bad in Japan, too? We will never know this, really, because, I mean, the show is just awful in, yeah. in America. So, is this awful children's programming in Japan, too? Yeah, you know, I don't know. 
There is quite possible. I mean, it's not uh, out of the realm of possibility that there are just straight up bad shows in Japan. Yeah. So I mean, it, it. I guess that even children's shows, maybe sometimes they break the formula of having kids and adults watching it alike too. I guess. You know, uh, I mean, it's like any any kind of approach. Some things are going to be more successful than others. That's why I mean, that's the reason why we got Bakugan uh, here first, and then it, and then it got a Japanese translation. Yeah. So uh, I mean, it sells toys. Both, both, lots of toys. Both, I mean, Beyblade. If you think about Beyblade, yeah, all the time. Yeah, everywhere. Got lots of toys, and even to the point now where uh, America has caught on to uh, the dueling competitive shows. Uh, and we started making our own anime, like American yeah, right? animes for children to buy. Kaijudo, Kaijudo, that weird racing one that's in Toys R Us now. Um, <laughs> God, that I don't know the name of. Uh, but either way, like we actually started making American versions, like American produced animes, which I don't even consider those animes, but they look like animated trick kids who don't know. Yeah, right. Like, like, to buy yeah. toys, they're gonna they're gonna watch Kaijudo and say, "Oh, this is Yu Gi Oh." Yeah, and or uh, "Oh, this is Pokemon." You know, yeah. something something like that. And uh, and that's just the weird thing. Oh, uh, Chaotic. Do you remember Chaotic? Yeah, I remember Chaotic. Yeah, Chaotic uh, was a card a card game series uh, that had an anime as well, or animation adaption that was semi anime. Um, either way, it's just so weird that we still have that concept of '80s cartoons. You know, uh, back in the 1980s, every cartoon had to exist to sell toys. And if uh, if the cartoon didn't do well, or the, oh no, if the if the toys didn't sell well, then the cartoon got canceled. Yeah. So um, so it's all a marketing scheme to get money. It is, and it's kind of weird to think that we're kind of it, that kind of stopped for a while, uh, and then um and then now it, but now it's coming back. Uh, it's not as popular and not as prevalent because not every every TV show has like you know I mean they make Gravity Falls toys, but. It, not, not that often, but yeah, but you, they're really hard to find, and they don't make any Uncle Grandpa toys. You know, it's it, now they're just making TV shows for entertainment. They do have a lot of Teen Titans Go toys, though, which is totally cool. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. We like Teen Titans Go. Get over it. Yeah, Teen Titans Go is awesome. Anybody who's a hater can hate because we don't care. Teen Titans Go is awesome. And Teen Titans is what got me into animation. So take that. I don't miss the old series. I do. I miss the old series a lot. <laughs> a lot. It, a we, lot. A lot. I'm crying myself to sleep every night. Mm-hmm. So that's the end of the Tapagotchi, guys. Um, and uh, with that, it's about time to move on to some fan service. Hold up, everybody. This is still Jonathan from Wicked Anime, but I have two very important people on the air with me right now because we are about to discuss something <laughs> that is coming out very soon Dragon Ball Z Resurrection F. On the air with me, I have Sean Schemmel, who is very well known for his very popular role as Lucario from Pokemon. That would be Goku from uh, Dragon Ball Z. And of course... Goku? Yes! And uh, Christopher Sabat, uh, who is also well known as uh, Giro from Sergeant Frog. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> but of course, Vegeta, from also from Dragon Ball Z. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I was in that show. Yes. That's a good little show. And that's, uh, yeah, it's a really popular show that started from indie-dom and went all the way up to, you know, whatever kind of fame you guys do now, you know, in your Scrooge McDuck, you know, pools and everything like that. And <laughs> it's not happening. But no. no. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it is. So... Resurrection F. I mean, this 
is is kind of a, a surprise that they would bring back you know such a enemy from the past and fans you know must must be super hyped about it what do you what do you guys think of of uh, bringing back old enemies to kind of bring back this new hype I can tell you I was really surprised by that because I had worked so hard on those 50 episodes um, fighting threes and I was like no I don't want I'm, actually I'm stealing Sean's answer <laughs> But yeah, I, I was I was a little surprised when I knew that when I heard they were bringing Frieza back because I thought they were going to come up with something different than that. But uh-huh. it kind of makes sense because Frieza was probably the most formidable enemy. It's the I think of it, Akira Toriyama had the the you know the closest relationship with Frieza. I think that was his favorite villain. So it kind of makes sense as an as, as kind of a, a reintroduction to a character to possibly new. A new audience. For yeah. sure. It's it's almost kind of like his very own nostalgia bomb. Yeah. As you'll see in the movie, like it's very clear about the fact that like bringing Frieza back is almost just like a, bringing Frieza back as a collectible <laughs> figure. Yeah, gold variant. Yeah. So, and speaking of, you know, the movie coming out and everything, you guys have the, the New York movie premiere of it tonight, which is incredible. Like, how often do you guys get the red carpet treatment? Oh. Well, I forgot my shoes, so that's going to be a problem. <laughs> but, um, uh, I mean, this year, I mean, all the time. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. Well, here's what's weird. We did, <laughs> we did Battle of Gods last year, and I realized, why would, I go, I was thinking to myself, why would Toy release two movies back-to-back? And I thought, oh, no, wait, the first one, we had a long wait to dub Battle of Gods for a number of, I'm sure, business reasons that I'm not aware of. <laughs> and so then we did Battle of Gods last year, but they were already... So I was thinking, wow, this is just a one-two punch, but then I realized in Japan it's not. You know, there's been a few years between the two movies. Right. But for us, it was like red carpet last year. No, it was like two red carpets last year. No, we've done three, three this year, three or four this year. It's like I'm really getting tired of renting says No, I, I love it. It's it's amazing. It's yeah. I, I was joking, pretending like it was some sort of old hat thing that we did. You know, it's just what we do. <laughs> but it's been remarkable. We've never yeah. gotten this sort of attention and. For something like this before, it's it's we're they're treating us like celebrities, which is the weirdest thing. That's yeah. amazing. So um, I'm gonna move on to more of the movie itself too, because uh, when you guys obviously it's about the action and the fight scenes. Uh, I have never personally got to a- ask this question. I'm sure you've been asked it about a million times. But what does a script look like? with the fight scenes and everything? Like in the script, when you have a fight scene or you have a charge up scene. What does that look like when you when it's, actually, it's very it's very okay when I first got the job to this day the scripts are very clearly typed up exactly what you're supposed to do they'll say you know three times clench teeth CT teeth punch reacts into open mouth swing kick react into and then it'll, it'll have a big list of things when I first got the job I would very carefully study those and read them and then I realized after. A number of years of doing the show that it's just a lot easier for me to watch and react to picture um in fact when i was writing my own scripts i would never even write that in i would just put react to picture then i'd show the actor then we do it so yeah. i think it's a massive waste of time but funimation and chris evan and others as a director i like it because it, it allows me to be able to see kind of glance at the page and go oh, okay so there's a couple of key things here. There's a bunch of few kicks and blah, blah, blah. I think the reason it's annoying to me is because everything's all abbreviated. So I go, open my CT reacts. <laughs> like I'm having a yeah, CT means clenched teeth. Clenched no, teeth. means open mouth. Like and open they all mouth. know this stuff really well. And I think it is good for production. For me as an actor, I just I think other actors read it and I just don't anymore. 
Yeah. I'm too tired of reading them. The funny thing is that we kind of get, like, we get either one or the other, because sometimes it'll be really detailed, and then occasionally it'll just oh, yeah. say, fighting reactions times 25. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, I'm sure that the scriptwriters work really hard when they have 15 pages of just, ah, going across the screen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that's actually probably the hardest thing for them because they have to go through and, and and mark exactly what time code everything happens in the script. So when you go into that script and you see that OM, you know, punching reaction, you can go right to that moment in the video. Yeah. And in this movie, we it's now it's been revealed to us in the the latest trailers, and it's all been a hype that uh, Goku can now go blooper Saiyan, and he has blue hair. Blooper Saiyan. <laughs> What's uh when when you guys see you know the colors in in Dragon Ball like what what do you what, how do you feel like what what colors would you want to see and and what would that s- signify to you guys? What, what, what colors would I want to see the hair go? Yeah, sure. Like, rain, like that rainbow fro guy from the football games. Usual <laughs> hair, rainbow fro guy. Like <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? The, I totally know. Three sixteen. He's got the rainbow hair. He's, he's always in every football game in the audience. Yeah, I don't watch football. So. <laughs> so I don't watch football. It's from the '70s. I remember. Oh, uh, okay. When I used to watch football. You know that? I'll ask my parents if they remember it too. So. <laughs> yeah. You know that the series is over when he goes rainbow hair. That's that's when yeah, you know you're definitely. I thought it was appropriate. The the only thing that I was a little bit disappointed is I thought that you could tell in the preview uh, and in some of the sneak peeks that Vegeta has blue hair and then you know Goku has some blue hair too, yeah, right? Right. Bunch of blue hairs. I was hoping that that Goku's hair would stay re- like stay red and Vegeta's would stay blue. Like they have their own colors. I didn't know they were gonna have to share a color. Yeah, like they do with the And much hair. like Vegeta, I don't like to share things. Yeah. <laughs> I like uniqueness in all things. Yes. Speaking of Vegeta, uh, have you, have, are you guys uh, MMA fans, mixed martial arts, UFC? Did you see the fight with Ronda Rousey last night? I did not. That is so funny that you mentioned that because I was at a, a Comic-Con in Tampa and I went out to, specifically went to a bar where they were showing the pay-per-view of the fight. Yep. And it was the first time I've ever gone to see an MMA fight before. And I, uh, it was a lot of waiting for 34 seconds of <laughs> so the reason. I want, and, and frankly, like even though we work on a really violent show with a lot of punching and a lot of uh, like a lot of really uh, horrible looking things, I frankly don't necessarily like to watch people get beaten until they're bloody. Uh, and there were some really bloody fights. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, Person, yeah, person. Well, the reason why I brought it up was because she's been, a, you know, because of this fight, she's been a huge focus in the media nowadays. And she went into this article uh, where she talked about her nerd caliber, where she was, a, she has all the Pokemon's and everything like that. But she's also mentioned that her her character crush forever for life, her husbando is Vegeta. And she said yeah. that if there was yeah. ever a Roger Rabbit world moment, she would say she would go all out for just for Vegeta. I know, that, that blows my mind, actually. You need to have sex with her, probably. I know. I mean, I've been tweeting at her. She, for some reason, she doesn't want to have sex with me right now. I don't now. think your wife would appreciate that. No, she wouldn't. <laughs> she would take for the team. I think if it were Ronda Rousey, she might let me. Yeah. Actually, no, she wouldn't. No, I, yeah. Actually, I'd be very scared to have sex with her, but I would tell you, it would, it would probably last less than 34 seconds. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow. Wow, didn't expect it to go there. <laughs> <laughs> that, 
that is just it, it's like the perfect culmination to, to finish up. I, I believe that we're out of time. I didn't know how much time we had. Um, I know we're on, you guys are on a tight time schedule. Well, at least and, we got to talk about having sex with Ronda Rousey. Yes, <laughs> what, one of the essentials of of interviews whatsoever is what martial artist would you have sex with? Of course, you know. <laughs> John's is always Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee. <laughs> Bruce Lee. He's, he's Jewish. Yeah. Uh, but I'm really wanting at some point for someone to come, right? Someone to poke their head in behind you, and it's your mom going. It would be my gra- it'd be my grandma actually. That's <laughs> I currently living situations. It's a, it's a whole thing that I don't want to get into right now. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much and enjoy the premiere. I cannot wait for this movie. Thank you guys. So you, uh, a couple of you guys uh, emailed us throughout the past couple weeks, uh, you know, but uh, obviously we already discussed some of it. But starting off, we have on Facebook, Dan Blake of Nerdy Show uh, sent, us, sent us some information on Dragon Ball Super. Uh, neither Jonathan or I have started Dragon Ball Super yet. Yeah, it's because it's still in continuity. Yeah, and uh, but uh, what Dan said was... Uh, he doesn't know if Akira Toriyama knows that you're supposed to do your re, uh, recap or uh, compilation uh, short series after the series is already complete. And I was like, what do you mean, Dan? Uh, and um, <laughs> How do you mean? Yeah, and, uh, and he was like, well, you see, the first bunch of episodes of uh, Dragon Ball Super is, is Battle of the Gods. And and um, like it's the movie in a series form. Yeah, and uh, they mix some filler in with it. So the only new content in it is the filler stuff. Yeah, and it's really interesting because he says at this rate, it's going to take months for them to catch up to any original content. That's um, unbelievable. Like, I mean, I guess it's good in the fact that if you haven't seen the movies, then you can catch up on it. Like, if I were to start watching it now, then it would be okay because it's all new content. But if it's just a really long, drawn-out version of Battle of the Gods, I'd rather watch Battle of the Gods than just get to some new content. Yep. Uh, well, thanks, Dan. Uh, that, that's really cool, man. It um, is good information because we haven't ha- seen Dragon Ball Super, because, and now everybody else who hasn't seen it who's thinking about watching it might reconsider waiting until the new stuff comes out. I mean, but we, you could, but yeah, but that's if you've seen if you've seen uh, Battle of the Gods. Does that mean that Resurrection of F is going to be afterwards? It's possible. Like, could you imagine if... Because Resurrection of F is going to come out and then going to go into the Dragon Ball Super series with the Resurrection of F with filler. Yep. So that means that it could be years before there's any new stuff at all. Um, Unless they keep releasing movies. Yeah. Which... This is actually a really interesting thing to think about because this is exactly the reason why there was so many episodes of just charging up characters. Just, ah! You know, all those episodes that everybody laughs at and that is so... Makes the show so infamous. The reason why they made those episodes is so that the manga could catch up is because they were waiting for new content. So they would make a charge-up episode so that a new manga could come out so they could start drawing actual new content. Really? Yeah. That's the reason why Dragon, the original Dragon Ball Z series was so long, was because there wasn't new content because they were animating faster than the manga was coming out. So they would make charge-up episodes so that new manga material could come out. No. Yes. I didn't know about this at all. Yeah. 
And so this is I'm wondering if this is the exact reason what they're doing for Dragon Ball Super. Are they trying to come out with new content? But, so they're just releasing this oh, crap that they're just shoving into the TV series so they can make money, but they're like a new content, but they don't actually have any new content. Interesting. Next, uh, Wicked Fan Mike sent us a couple uh, funny articles. Uh, so the first article that he sent was uh, kind of a joke article from Rocket News where uh, this famous figure, uh, the, there's a statue of a historical figure of Japan named Sakamono Ryoma. Uh, uh, he has a lot of history in Japan as far as that goes, and there's a statue of him. And uh, the article claims, uh, like, hey, maybe, he was never human. Yeah, he was never, he was not who you think he is. In fact, he's never human. And it has everything to do with Twitter. Thanks to Twitter, or, or uh, to Japanese pe- uh, people being on Twitter and sending uh, f- us funny pictures, it's uh, it's a picture of the sign that says, here is the statue of, of Sakamoto uh, Ryoma. And it's a picture of a cat, just chilling. Yeah, cat chilling next to the sign. Arrow pointing, the arrow pointing, yeah, at, arrow cat. pointing at cat. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Well, I kind of want to know is where's the statue in the first place, because there's no statue in the picture at all. Unless the big tree-looking thing behind him is the statue. But oh, it could yeah. be. Yeah, the statue could be in the tree. Um, and then next up, there was a... Uh, it's a funny article. You guys should check it out. It's, I'll put it in the description. Yeah. that There's a um, there's these tombs. They're uh, uh, Kitora tombs in Japan. They're kind of, they kind of have some mystery behind them. Uh, people are like, well, where do they come from? And then there's like speculation from China. Uh, and then there's speculation from Japan. Uh, that they were moved from one place to another. How do you move a tomb? I don't know. And they some and they they don't even really know who the tomb belongs to. And they so they think that there's an emperor in the tomb, uh, uh, but nobody has any definitive you know like mist or definitive information of where it came from. But there's a star chart in the tomb. So they uh, and they're kind of looking at the star charts, you know, as to who could have made it. It's this really interesting, really weird. Somebody uh, call Lara Croft. <laughs> um, and uh, but I guess there's going to be an exhibit of it as well, so you can actually check out these tombs. There's some really interesting stuff. Uh, really confusing as well. <laughs> no kidding. But uh, thanks, Mike, for sending us a lot of that along. This yeah, week. I'll put that. I'll put that article in the description too. And of course, uh, we had a. As you, if you guys listened to the last episode, we had another really successful weekend of Monster Hunter weekends. Thanks to you guys, we got talking with a lot of our fan, uh, a couple of our fans, a few of our fans, I should say. They were able to share with us some fan service right uh, as. We were talking, and our weight fan Sean was like, "Hey, you guys know about Strokemon?" And we we're like, "What? It's exactly what you think it is." And it was. Um, so, uh, did I watch it? I don't know. Um, I don't. I'm not going to put a link in the description for this one. You guys going to have to do your own research on this. Yeah, one. if you want, because it's exactly what you think it is. It is a porn parody of Pokemon. Yeah, and it is hideous. I might add, because they have, like... Because it's a point parody? <laughs> well, yeah, for one thing, but, like... If you even just see the pictures, um, like... It's not like, even aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, like, you don't you don't have to look out for the video or anything like that. We just know it exists at the moment. Uh, but and if you see the pictures of it, it's, like, there's there's a Pikachu character. I'm not going to say the names of what they uh, changed the parody names to. But it's it's a person in a Pikachu-esque costume, and it's horrifying. They got, they got this amateur makeup artists to put like a mouse face on the character and it's not even attractive. It's just like a plastic helmet thing and it's like whoa it's just, creepy as Just hell. go on Pixiv and search up Pokemon and you'll you'll find things that are astronomically better than this. <laughs> Thanks. That's pretty weird. Uh, Sean. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, but uh, talking about Monster Hunter Weekends uh, as well. Uh, Monster Hunter Weekends was a success. Thank you guys for joining us again. 
Uh, it's really fun. If, if anybody else out there has any uh, wants to join us and has their uh, Monster Hunter or 3DS... Yeah, we even got to do a little extra recording with our fans, too, yep. that you heard on the last Ever, episode. Yeah. Uh, so we, we uh, you get special privilege if you have us like at, at our beck and call. You know you can ask us any questions you want. You can find out episodes that might be coming out. Yeah, and we'll be able to talk about it on a new episode of the podcast that we're doing right now. Exactly. So um, uh, and we actually even had uh, some people asking us, "Are you going to stream Monster Hunter Weekend?" At the moment, we don't have any avenue of streaming Monster Hunter Weekend. No un- capability unless we get a Wii U. And if we get a Wii U, we can get a capture card and stream it on our computers, and we can talk to all the guys. And, and people who don't have Monster Hunter can at least watch and talk uh, talk with us while Monster Hunter is going on, which might be kind of cool. Um, and the reason this came up is because we have a Twitch channel. Now, the Twitch channel is now kind of unannounced. Um, we're still kind of beta testing it out. We're testing out with audio quality and what's going on with game uh, game sound, uh, like when I played Dragon Ball Xenoverse, the game sound was louder than my voice. Uh, but then when I played uh, uh, to- uh, Tokuden, the game sound wasn't coming out at all, but my voice was loud and clear. Uh, so we're still trying to figure all this stuff out. If anybody has any information to help us as to why this is going on, you can, you know, send us emails for about it. But hey, if you if you want to find us, the channel is called Wicked Anna Play, and like just Wicked Anna Play. Um, it has everything to do with Wicked Anime. Uh, we got a new PlayStation 4, so we're streaming Twitch from our PlayStation 4. And we're going to start streaming games like Dragon Ball Xenoverse, like Tokuden, Street Fighter, Tekken, any other crazy anime fighting ma- game that comes out. There's plenty. Yeah, uh, like Aqua Pizzazz, um, uh, Fighting Climax. I want to buy uh, Akiba's Trip. Yeah, uh, I, I was talking about that with the... the uh, I, had, I was running a beta stream last night. Uh, last night, which from this recording is two weeks ago, uh, which was really successful. We had um, our friend Anthony from I Am Think On and, uh, and Wicked Fan Gerardo was talking to us. Uh, they were like, yes, get a Kiba Strip. That, that would be hilarious. Yeah. Uh, but we're also going to, you know, hook up with a bunch of our friends who stream, like uh, Brohawk Riley, John C. Riley of uh, Brohawk Riley, uh, who plays lots of Naruto. So when Naruto Storm 4 comes out, uh, we'll be all about that. Um, we yeah. have hopefully. I mean, like even I, I've I've been recently obsessed with the free game that's on the PlayStation Network called Rocket League. And heck, Dylan loves Rocket League. Tony, uh, fr- I'm friends with him on on PlayStation from a Nerdy Show. Yeah, uh, and, Trench, you know what? We'll we'll play some Rocket League online, maybe. Yeah, Tony Trench and Stevo do uh, do uh, stream streaming with Tony and Trench on the Nerdy Show. Uh, so maybe we'll you'll see us on there. We, uh, that's Wicked Anna Play on Twitch. That is our Twitch channel. Wicked A N I P L A Y. So, which will lead us into our shameless plugs. So, if you guys want to join in our conversation and maybe talk about some children's programming, maybe some children's shows from Japan that you like as adults or maybe even young younger listeners, give us some shows that are chi- children's shows that you may know of, but maybe don't you don't necessarily look like it. I, like we, there's a couple out there. Yeah, I, either way, I, I don't know. I, I watched, started watching Tribe Cool Crew. I didn't know it was a children's show until I, I just like the art. Yeah, 
Uh, either way, you can email us at wickedanimereviews at gmail.com. That's wickedanimereviews at gmail.com. Uh, you can also find us at facebook.com slash wickedanime, where you can chat with us on there, send us cool messages about what you think. Uh, you can also find cool news and updates from things that we find around the internet, and uh, even updates on videos. Hey, a couple weeks ago, I just released the, the Anime Boston video, uh, a full half-hour episode. It's TV-length episode of Wicked Anime of our time at Anime Boston. Uh, and I put some pretty funny visual gags in there. It's pretty entertaining the whole way through, if I do say so myself. It made me smile. And, of course, you can find us uh, with that YouTube link. We can find You can find us at youtube.com slash wickedanimereviews. Uh, and then, uh, of course, uh, you can find us at nerdyshow.com if you're not listening to the podcast there already, uh, where the podcast can be found at nerdyshow.com slash wickedanime, as well as soundcloud.com uh, slash wickedanime, uh, and Stitcher. You can find us on Stitcher now. And, of course, iTunes. We have our own iTunes channel where you can rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, and, of course, our little fun places you can find us on the Internet. You can interact with us on um, Twitter, uh, at YoWickedAnime. You can tweet us at, at YoWickedAnime. Uh, you can find us at Tumblr, where we tumble tumble things, funny, weird anime things we find around the Internet. WickedAnime.tumblr.com. WickedAnime.tumblr.com. It's an okay time. It is Tumblr. <laughs> 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 Tumblr's a scary place. And then, uh, finally, now you can find us at twitch.com slash wickedanaplay. Woo! So you can start following us, and then, uh, of course, we'll release a, an official video on, on our YouTube channel of when you can actually find us on, on Twitch. And we'll, uh, of course, facebook.com will be a huge outlet for Wicked Anna Play because we will uh, put right up on the thing, hey, we're streaming on Wicked Anna Play on facebook.com and that's all we have guys uh thank you for joining us for this episode of the wicked anime podcast uh we will see you next time and right now we'll sign off the only way we know how okay bye bye Going, guys. Hey, what's up? Uh, you want a bite of my burger? <laughs> yes, please. They said you were going to be topless. <laughs> oh, I, that's no problem, man. No. <laughs> but uh, I feel like I look. I can finally see what we look like in here. I feel like Chris. We're on the the meeting room of the Enterprise, and I'm like, okay, so the board are going to enter over here. I almost did that bit earlier yeah. to you guys. It's like a troll panel over here. Well, it, this, we're like on the, I forget what that room's called, not 10 4, not the ready room, the place where they all meet and decide who they're going to beat up. Yeah, it's the, the command station? The, 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 I don't know that you don't. Know, but I feel like, computer job. Like, <laughs> I feel like we look like we're on some ship. You know, uh. I do one. Can you guys do one? Okay, do the interview. Like, um, remember those uh, Robert Spiegel cartoons where, like, it would be sound bites yeah. of Bill and Hillary Clinton, and they're doing something completely non sequitur in the animation. So oh. right now we're like, for example, we're eating, right? So what if in the animation you have a single eating, and I'm cutting up a live possum, <laughs> and just randomly blood squirting out, and I go, yeah, so I'm right <laughs> It's totally a non sequitur.
shit we're doing while while the interview's going on. I would personally love that. Yeah, I just picked up like a can of gasoline. Yeah. To drink it. <laughs> yeah these are like fingers and bones of people's hands or something, you know. I do have a really good question. If you wanna, if you wanna ask a question, you should ask. Yes. You should ask this one from our previous one. So nostalgia is a huge thing these days. Yeah, I remember that. Nostalgia has been a huge thing for all eternity. That's why it's nostalgia. That's what he said. Looking back, nostalgia has always been really famous. What do you What do you guys think of? Uh, barrel hoops, rolling them down the road and things like that. <laughs> yeah. I enjoy my favorite time. What's that thing called with the ball and the cup? Both two, two ball and ball and cup. Yeah. Two balls in one chick, two balls. Thanks for listening to the Wicked Anime Podcast, presented by Nerdy Show. If you like what you heard, please rate and review on iTunes. Or like and follow us on SoundCloud. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. Any size contribution gets you exclusive outtakes, episodes, and images from across the network. And there's even more perks available. Just head to patreon.com backslash nerdy show. To find out how you or your company can underwrite this and other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com backslash sponsorships you can subscribe to the wicked anime podcast via itunes and soundcloud leave a comment like and share and follow nerdy show and wicked anime on all your favorite social networks for more podcasts articles community forums and other awesomeness visit nerdyshow.com if it's geeky we've got it covered Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.